Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Friends Podcast, man. Thank you so much for joining us yes, again sir. today. And if it's your first time, thank you so much for coming through and uh, listening to what we have to say today, man. So let me introduce myself. Absolutely. My name is Matt, and I'm here with my co-host. My name is Rod, and this is The Friends Podcast. Make sure you check us out everywhere. We're streaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Also, make sure you check out our socials at The Friends Pod. Yes, sir. Check us out, man. Go ahead and engage with us. You know, like our post, comment, share with everybody that you can, man. Let them know that we're here. So, yeah, I guess let's get, mm-hmm. into, get into it how we usually do. Um, what's going on with you this week, right? Uh, this week I've been getting ready to go to freaking Houston, Texas, make a big change. Um, so, I hate moving. So, gathering everything up in boxes and I always wait till the last second. I don't know if anybody else does that. Hell, yeah. I feel like I work better under pressure though, so I feel like that's why I kind of right. wait, wait to the to the last minute. So it's you like a like... freaking test. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'll wait to study until like the last couple of days, and then just really just go hard. Yep, cramming. Yeah, exactly. That's how I do it with moving. I'm so like, you... all right, I gotta get up out of here. So how many percent you feel like you're ready? Like, what you at 50, 80? No, I'm at zero. You at zero? I ain't start. <laughs> this nigga man. <laughs> It's going to be a long weekend for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so what's going on with you this week, uh, Maurice? Yeah, I'm actually in the process of moving too. Uh, I just bought a house. Okay. And I'm like, Uh, I'm trying to, well, I've been like trying to move before I come to New York to work. My bad. And I didn't even introduce, you know, introduce our guest today. So we got a special guest in the building. We got Maurice, man. I guess you want to tell the people, I mean, if you want to give them a rundown of who you are, I guess, you know, of course you're our friend, but if you want to say something yeah, yeah. additional. Yeah. Uh, I guess professionally, I'm a software developer, uh, have my own business, writing software for companies. Have some pretty major clients. So I'm pretty su- su- successful in that space. Yeah, man, super dope. So, you know, we got Maurice in here so we can have some some cool conversations, some dope conversations. So I guess, uh, should we intro with the first topic then? Well, how's your week going? You didn't even uh, get into it. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Um, shit, man. Ain't, ain't shit really going on with me. I just been so sleep deprived. I've been waking up like in the middle of the night, like every day this week. So it's just, I'm just trying to get my mind right and, and kind of get back into a good mental space. Because right now, because you know when you stressed. Sleep, it's not even that. I just I don't really don't understand why I've been waking up so early. But you know when you sleep deprived, you you kind of like, you know, you can't your your mind not thinking all the way, one hundred, you know, as it should. So I'm just trying to get my mind back right and uh, you know, so kind of focus on that. But uh, I guess with that being said, we can go ahead and get into this first topic that we kind of want to talk about today. Um, yep. Man, I don't even want to talk about this dude, man. This guy, man, Kanye West, man. Kanye, what are you doing? It's yay now. Man, fuck, I'm not calling him. I'm not calling him what he wanted to be called. <laughs> the way he acting, like, I'm calling him Kanye. Um, But I guess if y'all don't know, I'm sure everybody, you know, doesn't live under a rock. But um, he's been, quote unquote, canceled for saying some anti-Semitic things. Uh, he went to uh, what was a Paris Fashion Week and he wore that uh, White Lives Matter t-shirt. Um, and just went on Tucker Carlson on Fox News and he was saying anti-Semitic things as well on there and just some crazy shit. So a lot going on with Kanye. He's in the news cycle a lot these days. So 
I mean, I guess, does anybody have any thoughts? Like, what? Let me say this. Like, if you guys feel like he's done anything egregious recently, like, what do you feel like is the most crazy thing that he's been doing? So, what were you phrasing the question again? I guess, like, I'm... No, I'm just saying, like, what is... So, like, out of all the shit that he's been doing lately, like, what do you feel like is the most egregious thing where it's like, damn, this nigga's wilder? Um... Well, that's the thing. Like, I mean, you got to ask the question, man. Do you believe he's wilding or what he's saying is right? And I don't feel like he's wrong in his statements in particular. Um, so the first thing was, to me, I saw was the White Lives Matter shirt. Mm-hmm. Like, I believe his comments saying the Black Lives Matter is, is a scam. Like, I believe the organization is kind of a scam. And but the Black Lives Matter, what it means, like getting abused by the police and um, the system that doesn't tend to work out for um, black individuals. So I feel like the movements there and the purpose behind the message. Um, but the organization itself, you already see all these stories about um, people kind of cashing out, going quiet. Uh, families are speaking out, saying they're not helping us with the money or so it just kind of um seems like it was a big scam at the end of the day so um so like i I do believe he's wrong because he doesn't put enough context behind what he says right um if he was to like explain himself better like in terms of the way like i said it with like why did you say it but him just pinning white lives matter is like but it's just like uh, he's trying to garner attention. I mean, he's a celebrity, so that's what you're supposed to do. And to get everybody talking, that's what he's supposed to do. So I, I think what he aimed to do, he he succeeded in. I, I guess he did. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think he. I don't think he succeeded if he didn't get his real message out there. He just put some shit on and then kind of just let the shit rock like he didn't really like you said he didn't really explain what he meant well he kind of went into it a little bit on on tucker carlson on uh, on fox news but like still i feel like the point wasn't really there to me um i don't know what was his point so well first what he's what he was saying on there when he's when he was speaking about it um he said his pops had texted him and he said like oh you know you're crazy for wearing that shirt you know you're just stating the obvious you know that's what his pop said and then so like he kind of kind of i can't remember exactly what he was trying to say but it is it's pretty obvious though it's like white lives do matter exactly you know what i mean and but i th- think what you said though like um you know when you said that you know he was talking about the organization like that's really what that was his point of the whole thing but i feel like that wasn't really gotten the message wasn't got out there by just wearing the t-shirt because he could have just tweeted the nigga, he, the nigga tweet every day yeah, that's because you know I mean? it's, it's making fun of, like, Black Lives Matter. And, like, that's the thing. There's a lot of feelings, and people have mm-hmm. families and things that are connected to it, in a yeah. sense. Um, black people are connected to it. Like, we're the people that actually are oppressed, so we're saying Black Lives Matter. White people aren't oppressed by cops and things in general. And, and the systems and all that shit. Exactly. That's why wearing a White Lives Matter... Like, it doesn't make sense to try to compare the two because there's actually like a, a serious message of things that are going wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
it's like obviously white lives matter like that's the obvious asian lives matter or mexican lives matter whatever like obviously the, those lives matter but that's not the point and, and that'd be getting missed a lot in just the phrase yeah no I, I definitely agree with that um Maurice, do you even care about, like, how much do you even pay attention to, like, you know, current events and just news and shit like that? Uh, a little bit. Like, I'm a little bit aware of the Kanye situation. Mm-hmm. And I kind of agree with Rod. Like, I, yeah, I just really dislike how he just says something and doesn't really explain. There's no discourse or back and forth. And it allows people to kind of make their own narratives. And I think that's like the real issue because you get a lot of toxic people coming in with their own, what they want it to be. And it might not really be that. And it just kind of creates this really bad space of people just being like angry or perpetuating like some like racist stuff. Like it's just, and that's my problem with it, a lot of it. Right. And that's what I was telling Rod the other day, too. Like, yeah, okay, Kanye, he, maybe he was trying to be funny or he was trying to, like, put some type of point out there. But at the same time, people will take it and run run with it and be like, oh, Kanye said it. So it's true. You know what I mean? So, yeah, people will take it and feed their narrative, you know, however they want to feed it. And then Exactly. So, yeah. Like, it's just going to be um, whatever you wanted to uh, make it. It's just like uh, looking at a Virgil uh, gear. He just had words on it. It's like, obviously, it's a shoe, it's a shirt, but you you can make the art what you want it to be. Well, he was a genius. For sure, for sure. And then, um, I guess, you know, I guess we can kind of speak a little bit on the anti-Semitic shit, um, which we already seen, you know, Nick Cannon, he got, they got Nick Cannon the fuck out of here. That's exactly who I think of. And, and I think that's what Kanye was going for. You think so? Like, I feel like he was. It almost seems like Kanye is trying to become less famous to me. <laughs> like he's doing like everything to like piss people off. And it just seems like he's just trying to art say, all right, like I'm trying to get so many people mad at me. Like I'm trying to lower my fame. Like I, I want to be able to go out again and in the violin like. I, no, I, I don't, I, I don't I disagree with you, though. Let me tell you why I disagree, because if he did, if he wanted to be less famous, Stop tweeting. Stop talking to us. Like we don't need to hear everything you need to that you're saying. I feel like what he I don't know what he's what his real agenda is on his personal journey or whatever, but I feel like if you, if he was trying to be, you know, out of the public eye then stay out of the public eye. I feel like what he's doing right now is making him trying to be the most hated person <laughs> like by saying crazy shit. But at the same time, people are kind of rocking with, you know, some of the things that he say. So do you know. believe what he's saying? The anti-Semitic, uh, he was pretty much saying black people are the original Jews. I don't know. That's that's been a thing. Like people have been saying that shit for years and years and years. I don't I don't know. I, I don't I don't understand. I don't have the knowledge on where that that idea and that notion comes from. So I can't even say, like, if I agree or disagree, um, I'm kind of neutral on it. But I don't. What I've heard is it's like, um, I don't know if it's trying to erase Jewish people or I don't know what the what that sentiment is even about. But do you believe it? Like, does, is, there, is there any standpoint to that? Do you know anything about this, uh, Maurice? Like black people being the original uh, Jewish people? 
Nah, not really. I just only heard people talk about it. Yeah, you should have looked that up. Um, I, see, I don't know. Like, I've always heard that as well. Um, so I don't know if there's any actual truth behind it because I'm I haven't looked it up. Um, but what I do want to say though, like, when you start messing with that with that community, like a lot of backlash. Like I've been seeing people on the TV crying and. People inviting him to Holocaust museums, trying to educate him. <laughs> um, Chase wow. Morgan Bank, yeah, cutting ties with them. It just seems like when you talk about that community, the world just goes up in flames. You know what I hate like, though. I'm you've been ahead. talking about the black community like just going crazy, like for the past week. Thank, like, thank he, you. Ain't no banks, ain't no, ain't nobody cut them off. Businesses cut them off. Like he been going crazy about the black community, just going in. Thank you, and like, that, that's exactly what I was gonna say. My bad to cut you off, but that, I'm I'm really mad about this because why? And I understand, you know, Jewish people have been through a lot with the Holocaust and you know with different discriminations and things like that. And I don't have anything against them, but I definitely I just, feel a little way because it's like I'm part Ashenaki Jew. You so. can't even say the shit right. You're not that. <laughs> you can't even say the shit. <laughs> That's funny though. I mean, I don't know, bro. Like, the shit is just—it's just like, why can't? Why doesn't anybody go to bat for us? Like, you know, the the reason that comes to mind is like we don't really have ownership of a lot of, you know, these corporations that could even make a difference. Like J.P. Morgan Chase—that's a big bank for them to close his account. It's just like, damn, like that's power. But we don't really have a lot of like power in that sense to be like, oh, somebody say shit about us. Okay, we about to. We about to shut the soul food spot down. Like, what is that going to do? You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, this guy put so much uh, power in Kanye's words. And then he already said he doesn't read books or anything. Right. It's just like, he's just talking. Like, he don't know for sure. Uh, unless someone tells him or, or like he went or he went through it himself. Right. And that's that's the people that you should not listen to. Like so, so really, this whole conversation is just really us talking about somebody that don't know shit. So it sounds like we don't know shit because we talking about somebody that don't know a damn thing, only what they that what they've been told. So it's like, I don't know. It's just I I do wish that, like you said, talking like a nigga. Yeah, I mean, but I do wish that, like you said, he really is trying to like not be in the public eye anymore, and we don't hear from Kanye for like thirty five years. Until he's on his deathbed or some shit like that, like that that would be the best thing. Yeah, because he don't want to just take the Andre three thousand route. No, like just go completely just silent. Be like, when you say you're done, you really done. That's what I'm saying. Like that was Andre three thousand. And you know, I don't want to diagnose him, but I think we all can kind of deduce the fact that I think Kanye is a bit of a narcissist. Um, so of course, of course he's going to want to, I, I ain't going to put that term on him. Um, cause I'm not a doctor, but right. he is, uh, a person who likes himself a lot for sure. And thinks like his opinion on clothes is going to change the world. I, I, I still don't get the correlation and why it's so important. I, I, I don't get it. I don't, I mean, maybe cause they're affordable and everybody can wear fresh flash it. It's know. like, people got clothes, though. Like, why do we need your clothes? Like, at the end of the day, 
Like, as long as you wearing something, you good. Yeah, Old Navy is still open for the low. Like, Kohl's is still open. Like, people can get cheap clothes. Exactly. So, if, so if you're not going to make a fly, like, I don't know what his gap shit looks like. I've seen that blue jacket, that big blue jacket, but. Um, it's probably playing. Probably. Probably. That's that's uh, that's their specialty. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess we can get off of that. Like, um, this is, like I said, I don't even want to talk about this guy anymore. I feel like everybody already talking about him, number one. Number two is just like, like you said, that nigga don't even read books. So it's like, <laughs> what, are, what are we even talking about at this point? So right. we can go ahead and get it to the next uh, topic here. So go ahead and enter that. For sure. So this next topic we got here is um, discussing, uh, discussing um, transition from college years to adulthood. I know we kind of talked about it a little bit before growing up and kind of our our thoughts and lessons from like our youth but this time we got maurice on and i want him to kind of talk about um going from those younger years um particularly your college years and after graduating college yeah uh so i had a pretty unique college experience so from sophomore year to graduation i was basically uh an intern the whole time at a, a, a pretty large company. So I had like a full-time job for the most part. So for me, it was kind of like, by the time I graduated, I already felt pretty adult. Like I was already contributing to my 401k. I was already saving money. Um, I was paying for most of my college out of pocket. So I came out with like very little debt. Um, yeah, I know that's not like, the standard for most people. Talk about a little bit before then. Yeah. Uh, so before then, I was like when I came into college, my first year, I kind of I was pretty much on a mission. Like, uh, I was more focused on trying to figure out how to get a job more than school, more so than folks on getting good grades. So I was like always at the. Uh, the career centers, the the job fairs, all stuff like that. Um, networking. Just because, like, my mom, she had, like, really bad debt, so I didn't want to get caught up in that. You know, let me ask you this, though. Um, I don't know if I ever asked you this before. Have you, did, did you always know that you wanted to do, like, or when did you know that you wanted to do, like, software engineering and, like, kind of get into that space? Yeah, it was, I think... Probably when I was like 13, I knew I had like three picks of what I wanted to be. Uh, it was either an architect or like city planner, software engineer, and I want to say something to do with cars, like mechanic or like car designer or something like that. You chose this in high school or middle school or when did you know? I want to say... Like freshman year of high school, I was like, yeah, I want, I want to be software because I, I learned how to program and I just kind of fell in love with it. Let me throw a curveball in here because you said something about city planning slash architecture. Um, I kind of pay attention to like a little bit about how like American cities are set up and, and kind of like that. Like, do you have a vision of like or how, do you let me ask you this first? Like when it come when you go to the, a lot, all of these cities around America, like do you feel like they could be set up better? Do, or do you feel like the infrastructure right now is like already 
like in a good in a good spot now the infrastructure is terrible uh, uh they definitely can be set up better um from what i know i know a lot of american cities are like very car centric mm. and depending on who you talk to that's a good thing i personally don't think it's a very good thing just because a lot of people can't afford cars and a lot of people don't really need cars i don't think yeah like single people probably don't even need cars for real like if you're single or if, or if you just have if you're childless you probably don't really need a car unless you're in city in a city or a suburb where it's like oh you have to there's no bus system there's no rail system like you have to and i think that's where the issue lies where it's like a lot of these cities all these suburbs like it's just in the middle of nowhere cookie cutter houses you got to drive everywhere 15 minutes to the gro- you know like all that type of shit so but when you go to Europe, like some of those cities are set up like you can bike, you can walk, you can catch the train, even crossing the street is even better. Like you don't got to walk on those roads where it's like four lane highways. Like, yeah, um, it's just that hostility, the pedestrians. I just it's really weird in America. Yeah, most definitely. But um, OK, so let's get back into into like transitioning. So so it seems like it was kind of it was pretty easy for you to like because you like you said, you already had like you know an opportunity where you were working in school so you already had that like down pat like so was it pretty easy just to graduate and get into your own thing yeah it was pretty easy i think the hardest part was um adjusting to everyone all of my peers uh socially because like when i was when i became single at like 23 i had to go back into like the dating pool and i was already working since i was like 18 19 Mm-hmm. so i was just like in a completely different mental space right especially at 23 yeah and that was like the that was the roughest part for me i mean you talked about uh being single at 23 was it important to you um to find someone and marriage or kids or or were you fine with just being single I was fine with being single because I was still figuring myself out at the time. Um, I'm still am now. But uh, yeah, I wasn't trying to get married at all. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Like, talk about those experiences, though, like dealing with, you know, different girls out here, women that are your age. But it seemed like, damn, like you're not even you're not even on my. T- was, was that what it was? Like, you're not on my level intellectually. Was it just like. Just, not levels but just like i think the way we communicated because like i i tended to be like a very direct person um like i would just you're talking like, yeah, about what people you date on uh, particular yeah. okay i mean even like just casual friends too and it's also why like i didn't realize like i just hang with older people now people older than me mm-hmm. just because of that but hmm. yeah, just stuff like when I would when when I when I was dating, I was like never really available just because I was busy working and if and just doing stuff, and that was like always caused problems. Like, oh, you need to text me, and like mm, I don't. <laughs> right. <laughs> like that's the thing about uh, being an adult. 
you have less time to just kind of fuck around and hang out. It seems like you got things to do. And that's something that the younger younger people typically don't realize yet until they jump into the, the uh, workforce and realize like, hey, I'm working 50 hours, 50, 60 hours a week. Like that's something that age gap is would seem like it would be a problem. Like someone who who's more immature and say, hey, I'm just trying to hang out and go to go to brunches and blah, blah, blah with someone with a, a job and responsibility. Right. And then, you know, it, it just it just comes with the time and with the age and with where we are in life. Like we just got to do what we got to do at this point. But I want to touch on something Maurice said, like texting, like for somebody to expect you to be like, no, you have to text me or like you have to talk to me like every day. Or you have to, you know, do things like that. Like, that's one of the most frustrating things just because me personally, I hate, hate being on the phone. Like, if I could just talk to somebody in person all day, every day, that's how, that's how I would be. Like, do y'all feel the same way? Do do y'all hate to, like, communicate, you know, via the phone? Uh, I would you on the texting. I, I hate texting. But I feel like someone could just pick up a phone and just call right quick like five ten minutes um play every once in a while it's like it's not it's not too big of a deal yeah well i guess i don't know like um but yeah i feel like this generation or just typically it's just everybody wants to text 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 emojis emojis and if you don't if you're not messaging like back and forth all day it it kind of sets off like oh you don't really care or something it seems like. And I feel like that's kind of the problem with it. I hate to be this guy, but like, what did, what did people do like before texting was a thing? I hate, that's, that made me sound old as hell, but like relationships worked before. Like, I'm not even talking about romantic relationships. Like things worked before with just, without texting. So it's like, why, exactly. why, why is it that people expect that you know the the instant like oh you have to send me a message right back and we have to text all day and memes emoji like why is that i feel like that's the worst part of dating really is that right there mm. for me like that consistent texting texting testing because it's just it's just a waste of time it's like all that small talk yeah yeah like, i'm kind of with you like in, in the sense it's like I'd rather just get together, come up with some plans, be like, oh, let's go do something. Like, instead of just sitting there testing, 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 I'm like, at the end of the day, like, this is just, I don't, I guess I don't really see that purpose in it, all, all of that. Like, if you yeah. want to text, if you can text me all day, just come through. Or just, I mean, so to me, texting is for like, okay, pick up, pick up some, a steak on the way, some steak and potatoes on the way or some shit. Like, it's for like, shit like that. Or like making plans, like oh, I'm meet me at you know. To me, it's not like a, a place to have long form conversations. Just like tweets, like tweets are not for conversations. It's for like funny shit, cool shit. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. Um, yeah. we but we kind of got derailed here. So I guess uh, Rod, do you want to speak on like yeah. like your the transition? Um, so I mean, we already kind of spoke about it on our past episode, so people can go check it out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel pretty similar to what I said before. You just learn a lot of lessons growing up 
and you just got to move with the times and learning just to be flexible. Like, I feel like that's the, the biggest thing that I learned transitioning, becoming flexible and uh, making do with uh, your resources and trying to uh, network as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Those things like like are the most important things and, and lessons that I learned so far. What about you? I don't know. I think it's uh I think it's been I, I I don't know. I think it's been kinda tough just because the only way I would say that, like I feel like professionally it's cool, like but on only the only aspect that I say like it, it may be tough, kinda like Maurice was saying, is socially, but for a different reason. I just feel like it's it's hard to find people to relate to. Like if it's not already your college people or just people that you already knew. Like it's kind of hard to find for me specifically to find people to relate to and to want to kick it with and want to talk to and uh you know kind of stuff like that you know and when you meet people it's either gonna be at work meet somebody at a bar if you're doing some extracurricular like oh i do a you know i do an improv show every friday so i'm about to go pull up at the improv show and meet people or yeah that's the thing for sure like meeting new people because me personally, I, I have like what you were saying, like at bars, like you just like watching a game or something. And sometimes dudes be like, yo, what's up or whatever. And or talk about the score or whatever the game. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes like do you, do you feel weird like transitioning, like getting numbers? Is like an insecurity or something or? Me personally, nah, not really. I mean. I feel like I just don't need nobody's phone number. Like, I'm not really about to (laughs) kick it with you for real. Like, it could be a cool conversation. I feel like, you know, if it's at the bar, okay, we we, we could talk here. We probably never talk again. That's fine. Um, You know what? But something something around that, though, is like, I'm realizing lately, I'm not really a friendly person like that. I don't think I'm a friendly person. Somebody, so, so you talk about like, oh, like, are you going to get that person's number and follow up? Like, nah, I'm not really friendly like that. But I feel like people, if for people to get close to me, they got to understand. Like I'm, just, I'm a hard. That's the thing. It's like I, I, I definitely like I've got like, like we uh, traded numbers and stuff like that, and then they'll hit me up like the next day or whatever. Like, hey, you trying to go do something like that? And like I just don't respond. Yeah, like who are you, bro? I don't even know exactly. who you are. Exactly. Like I just be like, it's just really no answer ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, it ain't nothing against him. I, I don't know. It just be like, it just depends. I, I don't know. I don't know why I do that. It's like that conversation was cool, you know. Like, yeah, we exchanged numbers, but if I don't really need anything from you, like, oh, like if I knew, if I knew I was working on a project and it was like, oh, he got the supplies, I can, you know, text him and we can start a relationship to get some money or some shit like that. That's different, but just to kick it, like. I don't know. I feel like it's just something about being older. Like, you just don't really... You're not really trying to get a lot more friends when you get older. Like, I feel like that's more of, like, a young thing. Like, oh, I want just a whole bunch of friends. I ain't gonna lie. I would I would I love know. to have, like, 100, 200 friends that I could just, you know, lean on and, and kick it with. But like I said, I'm not a friendly person. 
You would but like to have a hundred, like that many people. I would love to have a lot of friends just to hang out with and kick it and do different things. Because I feel like that's that's where you're gonna the, fit the time to like talk to a hundred to two hundred people. <laughs> that, that's a good question. Like, <laughs> I just like really nurture those relationships. Like that's a good question. But I think one of the be- beautiful things about life is like learning from other people and just kind of getting energy from other people. So it's like to be able to like exchange ideas with somebody like a hundred different people that have a hundred different perspectives, 200 different perspectives. Like that would be a good thing, but it's yeah. not happening. What, um, what do you think about it, Maurice? Yeah. I mean, I prefer to have a small group of friends. I'm not super friendly either. Uh, but yeah, it's, I can't ma- manage more than like 10 people. I don't think 10 relationships. What goes into that though? Like when you talk about managing like your friendships and relationships, is it like, oh, you got to talk every day, every month? Do you always have to like meet up with people, like maybe monthly or some shit like that? Nah, for me, it's more just like how much I think about them and including like interactions and stuff. Cause there are some friends that like we might talk like once a year just cause we both so busy. But mm-hmm. like it might be like one of my closest friends because when we do talk, it's always like really into the weeds about our lives and stuff. Right, right, right. I got friends like that too, where it's just like I ain't seen them in so long, but we just click as soon as we get back together because it's just like yeah, exactly that's just how we are, you know. And I think that's okay. That's that's adulthood, you know. That's just kind of how it is. But um, I don't know. That's so. Like I said, that's really the the most toughest part to me is just you know kind of the social aspect trying not to be socially how I am I don't know and I think especially with just me living by myself and not really having a lot of interaction outside of that like it just made me even more of a hermit and I think that's do you like that like living by yourself rather than living with people hell yeah I like it but I I don't like what comes with it so um living with a girlfriend or something like that your significant mm -hmm. other what what do you like better? Like I feel like dudes don't talk about that enough. Like, yeah, I was just thinking about that the other day too, because you know, it's, it's some people that's in relationships like that have whole marriages, but they live in separate houses. And I was thinking, like, how could that? I wonder if that could work. I be thinking about that too. I'll be like, you know what? That could work for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I don't mind that. Yeah, I kind of want that too. <laughs> like. Yeah. I talk about that with my girlfriend a lot. Like, we should just buy houses next door to each other. Next door? You don't think that's too close, though? Nah, it's mostly just... We just need our own space. Like, in, in the house that I just bought, and she's moving into, she has, like, her own room. that I, I can't do anything in that room. It's just for her. Right. And right. I have a room like that for myself. I think that's necessary, though, because I feel like you, you know, y'all two different people. Like, of course, y'all, be- y'all becoming one, you know, in, in a sense. But at the same time, people need their space and they need they like, time to do shit. Yeah. Yeah. Time to do shit. Time for to get away from her and her to get away from me. Like, mm-hmm. it's important, I think. You need that. But, I mean, some people are different, though. Some people are, like, super, super extroverted and they need people to be, like, there every day, all day. They need people to text them all day. Yeah, they need warm. They need someone to hold them, cuddle, hundred <laughs> yeah. percent of the time, never yeah. letting you go. Yeah, that's 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 a stage five clinker right there. I don't know if I could. Uh, I don't know if I rock with that though. But you don't um, like love. 
You don't like that? Of course. Of course. But every day, <laughs> I don't need that every day. I don't need that shit every day, to be honest. That's me, though. You know, but um, yeah, That so to answer your question, yeah, I think it's an interesting idea of, you know, trying to maybe get, like, like Maurice said, like a house next door or even on the other side of the country, you know. I don't know about that long distance shit though. That's a no, that's a whole nother topic. That's on. really kind of like my situation now, and uh, I've been in it so long. It's kind of like you just get used to it. Like mm. I don't like I like having two different places like I can go to, and like I feel like it's just less stress if you don't like have to like. Because you're both, like, still focusing on yourselves in a sense. Like, when you have your own space, you can really focus on yourself and, like, work on yourself. So, I feel like that's, that's like, really the most important is, like, your self-improvement. Right. And it is a lifelong process of trying to, like, really continue to find yourself in new ages. Like, when you turn 30, 40, 50, like, you got to find yourself. Yeah. And it's also, like, you're thinking about it, well, the way I think about it. You got to figure out different ways to communicate. Like not being always on top of each other. Like you got to really like love someone to for them not to be always around you and you still keep the relationship strong. Like, man, yeah. Nah, I'm a different type of nigga though. I'm, I'm irritable too. So like people would piss me off like within 0.5 seconds. So it's just like. That that'll be a month of detention for them. Like I, I, you know what I mean. I shut them out for like for for a period of time. So like, yeah, yeah. smack them real quick. Nah, we don't do that. We don't do that. <laughs> no, we don't. We definitely don't advocate for that over here. Um, but yeah, so I think that um, you know, to wrap this conversation up, I think it's been kind of you know for the most part smooth of us you know transitioning into adulthood. I guess I don't know. Sometimes I don't even be feeling like an adult, you know, until those bills come to be honest but yeah the bills pain man my knee just be hurting man i'm telling you i'm telling you my knees my back crazy like i just be going to the chiropractor like i didn't know what a chiropractor uh was like um growing up i didn't learn that to the college years Hell yeah, yeah. One of my homeboys, he's a he's a chiropractor in California. He gave me an adjustment one time, uh, life changing. That should be like ten minutes. Yeah, that shit is real quick. But yeah. kind of going back to the college years and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to ask a question to Maurice. Did you was there ever like wild parties or or times that you remember in college that stuck out? Oh, no, I was very straight edge in college. Like, I didn't, I just worked, studied, and <laughs> slept. Why is that? Is it because you were just so focused, or you just, that just wasn't your, like, vibe at the time? I was just focused. Uh, I didn't really start partying until after college. Because, like, um, yeah, my, my life was basically, I would, uh, <laughs> do some classes before 8 a.m., after 8 a.m., go to work, work a nine to five, and then do some classes after, <laughs> and then God study. Damn. So, yeah, I was, I was grinding it out. I definitely, I definitely uh, party, like, more after college, too. Like, I was kind of like that. 
Well, I did. We definitely had times in college for sure. <laughs> well, I, I party for sure more after. No, um, I was I was more college party. I don't really drink like that no more. Mm-hmm. Personally, but um, goddamn. So I guess do we want to get into to drinking stories or anything like that? Yeah, it could be drinking, smoking stories, whatever. I don't know. I feel um, like smoking stories not interesting though. Like you just be high. It de- it depends. <laughs> you depends. you got some you got some dope smoking stories <laughs> like unless you smoke with Snoop Dogg it's just like what's the <laughs> you were just high <laughs> like you know yeah but sometimes like if you ever did a dab that's different <laughs> like those my experiences with dabs are are uh, just a different type of high like I'm blow blow. Like I, I went to class and I was just like <laughs> <laughs> after doing a couple of dabs, like I don't know what I was thinking. Like I was literally melting in the seat. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, uh, like I, I read the weed. Like I could tell because like everybody was just like it was like one of them study halls and everybody was just looking at me. <laughs> and I know my eyes were just like I, I don't know. I knew they was looking at me and I was looking at them. And I just sat in the back, and like I just was like, man, I gotta go. <laughs> like, Why did you even go in the first place? Though? No, because like it, it was fine back in college days. Like I used to smoke before class, but like just I don't know, it's just something that I did. Like it just eases my nerves or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just doing a dab though. I, I just thought like oh, I smoke all the time. Like I can do a dab and just go to class and. That was a mistake. No, sir, you cannot. Yeah, that shit is... I don't know why you did that shit. No, I didn't learn a damn thing. <laughs> you ain't hear nothing. You ain't see nothing. You were just there. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, those could be... The dab stories could be could be crazy, but... Damn. I mean, I definitely did dabs a couple times, but I, I really don't remember the experiences. I probably wasn't doing shit, to be honest. But um, drinking stories, I got a lot of those. A lot of those. Get into sure. one, man. I'm trying to even think. Like, I got this one that I always tell. Where um, me and the homeboy Josh went up to went up to uh Central, um, Central Michigan. For y'all that don't know, so we went up to Central. Um, there was a DJ named Blue, and Blue was DJing at this spot, like some random ass spot. Make oh, a long yeah, story short, he was big in college. Yeah, he was. He was. Oh, DJ Blue, uh, about to uh, do the set there. I'm oh, telling I'm rolling you, rolling through. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was definitely one of the ones. So, making long story short, like, so he was DJing. We knew the DJ, so he we could we brought a bottle in. We was in that motherfucker, so we brought a bottle of Bombay. We was turned the fuck up, so it was good. Everything was going good though. Everything was cool. Like it was girls in there. We was you know in the crowd, you know doing our thing. We, you know all that shit. But yeah, some twerk, shit. Twerk. Yeah, left cheek, exactly. right cheek. Cause you know, and you, cause you know, a blue party, he gonna throw that, he gonna put that shit on. He gonna definitely put some shit on that made the girls, you know, do what they do. But so, but you know, like it'd be moments. I don't know. I'm sure y'all probably had this moment before where shit just changed. Like you'd be drunk, but then shit just like it's just a hard left. Y'all thought I was finished. <laughs> <laughs> like, so it hit a hard left uh, for me. So I ended up in the corner in a pool of my. Um, of my uh, of my puke and, and things of that nature, um, so I was just sitting there in, in the corner, and then that, all, next thing I remember is Josh. Oh, the party, 
Yeah, I was in the party. It was right there. Was, like the was, music was going on, and you just in the corner. Of the party? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Like I was sitting on the floor and everything. I was just in that bitch slump in, in my throw up in the pool of my throw up. I don't know how long I was there, but I remember Josh was like, "Yo, come on, we gotta go, we gotta go." And I'm like, "What? what? Like I didn't know what the fuck was going on." So we left, right? Okay. Get to the car. Thank God I didn't actually. Thank God this happened because this shit would have been bad if if, if it would have happened, but. I couldn't find my keys. I got in the car. I unlocked my car, but I couldn't find my keys to start my car. So thank God I didn't start it. And then, so we were just both in there. And this was in the middle of winter. It was fucking negative something. We so oh, we was. Damn. I was in that bitch like we about yeah, to die. Cold. No, because I, I but I couldn't start the car. So like it was no heat, and so I was in that bitch like I was just telling Josh like, bro, we about to die out here. Like I'm not even gonna <laughs> lie to you, we gonna die out here. I can't find my keys. Like so, we slept in the car. Somehow my key was like right by my foot, like at the floorboard, and we came back to Michigan State, man. So yeah, that was man. That was one of them times where it was just like I'm never drinking again. But uh, that didn't happen. Definitely still drink. But uh, do you have any stories like that, Maurice? Any like crazy stories or something where something interesting happened? Yeah, I got a couple. Uh, I think like the. There was like this one time I went, we was in Vegas. Uh, I was with a couple friends and uh, we was all getting super fucked up. As you should. It's Vegas. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And I remember uh, one of the guys, he was a he was a married dude too. And mm. like two <laughs> girls just came on to him and he just left. He left? He like, yeah. Yeah, he's like, yeah, bro, I he, he went with them, like oh. he went with the girls. <laughs> oh, and he, he gave, yeah, he gave us the keys. And to his, his girl car. was there. It was just yo. nah. She was she was uh, at home, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we rented out a hotel. Uh, me and an, another friend, we drove back to the ho- hotel. The one he and his rented? sister was there. Yeah. Okay, so he got himself another room. Yeah, no, I think he went home with to that to a girl's house or something. Both of them. Yeah, both. Of them. <laughs> well, goddamn, he was a legend yeah. on it, uh, in Vegas. I don't know. Oh, what the, I don't know what he said. <laughs> it was crazy. The, the night after, I mean, the day after, like his phone dies. Everyone's calling. No one knows where he's at. Like his mom calling him. His sister's like, I know he cheats on his wife. <laughs> so just tell me where he at. God damn. <laughs> and then we finally find him. His um, his mom calling him all types of names. Just like, you terrible for this. Like, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, uh, we just happened to like, sit alone in like a room. And he just like look at me like with like a stone cold face. It was like at the same time though. Wow. <laughs> and that's all he said. <laughs> that's it? Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, them both at the same time. Oh, at the same time. Yeah. Ooh. So like, I had a great night and I'll do it again. Exactly. <laughs> I, I just never seen a man so at peace. I really didn't like. <laughs> I don't, don't, 
the whole time. He like when he was getting yelled at by his mom. He was like, "Yeah, yeah, you're right." It don't matter. It do not matter. Anything you say does not matter at all. Damn, it did. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah. Well, not anymore because Maurice done told it on the podcast. So. <laughs> well, I didn't say name, so true. Like, that is true. He know who he is. <laughs> he know. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, I never made it out to Vegas, but if, if shit like that going on out in Vegas. Oh, hmm, Vegas is wild. I might have to make that trip. Mm-hmm. At the same damn time. Man, I got another story. And then we can I, I gotta tell this story too, because it's just on my mind. Um I don't know if you ever drank Burnett's before. Or if y'all even know what that is. It's just cheap ass vodka. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah. And you might remember this story. I'm pretty sure you was there. Um we was in the dorms. We got drunk off the Burnett's and bullshit. So, and then we was definitely under 21, so we had to Burnett's. have somebody else buy it. Yeah. yeah. it was, And I remember it was a, either black cherry or raspberry, some shit like that. So we get drunk, go out to this frat party out there on Harrison. Um, I don't even know if we made it in the party, but all I know is I just ended up in a bush. Like I was literally in a, like I was just slumped in a bush. Same, actually, same situation as from Central. I was just there. I was just, just sitting in the bush. And um, all I remember is just somebody came and tapped me, woke me up. was like, yo, I'm about to get you a taxi. And I don't know what it is with me, bro. Like, I just feel like... Um, so I'm it was a group of people somewhere. out and like you just ended up in the bush? Yeah, it was just me, though. I was just... I literally... I don't know what happened. I just think I just... You were was just, just like, trying to go back just, to the crib? And... I was just like, okay, here is fine. Like, let me just lay oh. down right here. <laughs> like, so I was literally in the bush and... Somebody found me. Was like, okay, I got you an Uber back. So, yeah, I, I, that's the thing that in college years that made me turn off from vodka. Like, I can't drink vodka ever again since Hell college. No. Like every time, like I had like a, I blacked out. It was vodka. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I guess I might as well tell the story. I mean, you was there. <laughs> I uh, already this, know what you about to this say. This was bad. <laughs> I already know what you about to say. <laughs> so. Went over to these uh, two two girls' house, and uh, I don't know. If, I don't think we were twenty one at all. So it was one of those situations where they had, I think it was smearing off or something like that. And we were just drinking, 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 blah blah blah. We go ahead and get to. Uh, we were going to this club. I think it was in Pontiac. Yeah, I think we went to t- uh, Electricity. Yeah, that's. I don't even know if that shit's still around anymore, but we was like, yeah, we about to go hit up that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't remember who drove or whatever, but we, we got there. And only thing I remember is I'm like, all right, like dancing and shit, like just like lit as fuck. I was like, all right, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I get the, to the bathroom, go in the stall, and then that's, that's the last thing I remember. Like it, it was just like, I just remember waking up. Like in a uh, security guard, like grabbing me, like out of stall, throw up everywhere. Bro, <laughs> he just he's like throwing me out of the club, and uh, what I remember is like like I blacked that again in his hands. <laughs> <laughs> and then I I remember waking back up, and he's like throwing me out the door, and I'm just like, oh, what the fuck? God damn! And then like I see y'all like on the other side of the parking lot. Oh, there you go. Like, where you been? Bro, we ain't know where the fuck you was at. Like, oh, I was just fucked up. And then, like, I start, I see y'all. I blacked out again. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> and then I, I woke back up. And I was like, all right, we in the car now. 
<laughs> me in the car now. And I'm just like, oh my god! I'm looking at the thumb. It's like it's pink. I'm like, man, this isn't the most gross thing. Like it was all over. Like so I was about to say, you ain't tell the best part how you threw up all in my fucking back seat. Oh, I guess I must have threw up again, cause I blacked out again in the car. You don't remember throwing up in my back seat? Nah, I don't remember that. Bro, I was so mad at this nigga for this shit, man. I was like, dog, you already threw up. Why you throw up again? Yeah, after that, I was like, yeah, that's the last time I ever drank vodka. Yeah, that shit. That's that's the devil's juice right there. I ain't gonna lie to you. Um, it does not sit well in my body anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was an interesting night for sure. But um, yeah, I guess we could wrap it up there, man. There's plenty more stories that that I could tell. There's so many more. Like it's some it's some recent ones too. Like I really I got some recent crazy stories too. That's ridiculous. But y'all, we might have to put that shit behind the paywall though. To be honest. Oh yeah. Low key. So let us know if y'all interested in that. But with that, with that being said, we about to move into this next segment. All right. So we got a guest on, and we're gonna go ahead and do the "You Wild" segment. We haven't did this like since like the beginning of the podcast. It's been a minute. So basically, mm-hmm. it's two different point of views. Sort of like "Would You Rather," and uh, yeah, so just chop it up about a couple of like deep topics that we have found online. I thought were pretty interesting. Um, so would you rather have people admire you for your good deeds or respect you for your power? Hmm. That's one of those things. That's like a that's like a morality question almost. Like, do you want people to do you want to be powerful or do you want to be benevolent, basically? I don't know, man. Um, I think for me, I mean, at this point in my life, I, I feel like I'm a, like I said, I'm not a friendly person, but I'm a kind person, if that makes sense. So, you know, I love to help put, you know, lend a helping hand anywhere I can. Now, when it comes to like legacy and, and like what people will remember me for, like, I feel like I would want people to remember that I that I did good deeds, I guess, even though that might not be the most memorable thing. But I feel like that's that's kind of what I would that's that's what I would do. I'm not somebody that's like power hungry where it's like, oh, I need people to fear me. I need people to, you know, submit to, to my power and stuff like that. So I feel like the good deeds is, is kind of where I'm at. Um, what's your thoughts on it? Power or good deeds? What do you want to be remembered for? Yeah, I think good deeds for me just uh yeah i don't want to i don't want to be seen as like a powerful person if that makes sense yeah that makes sense like is it just is it kind of for the same reasons i said or just do you just see through that shit because for me personally i just feel like people that want power are just like what's wrong with you like why do you want that i mean you can have you power think of them as a, a dictator or something someone who wants power a little bit, yeah, a little bit. Or that could be considered the president as someone who wants power. Yeah, when I, in my standpoint, like when you ask the question, I'm thinking of extreme. So I'm thinking like dictator, like shit like that. Like that's just not my vibe. <laughs> it's not my vibe. I want to do good deeds. What about you, though, right? Want to be as close as possible to Jesus. So be known for the good deeds, baby. Okay. I can respect that. I can respect that. So we all kind of on the same page with that one. Okay. Yeah, because uh, 
I feel like if you're known for good deeds, then like people are just gonna remember you longer. I actually Maybe. disagree. Maybe I, I don't actually. I, yeah, that that's a good point. Because if you got power, you can make um, them, they can have like a monument of you. Right, and you can make motherfuckers remember you if you got power. Like you can get in the history books. Like we only really know of two people. Like Gandhi did good deeds. Mother Teresa did good deeds. Like I guess you could say MLK. I heard Gandhi was a uh, foul. Yeah, he was he was like low key racist against like Africans, and he was just calling them like Neanderthals basically. But that's neither yeah. here nor there. That what I'm saying, like good deeds to me. <laughs> it don't. But he's he's remembered for that. That's what I'm saying. Like he's remembered. I don't know what Gandhi's remembered for. What did he do? Uh, and he didn't he he was like somebody that was an advocate for peace and tranquility and things me like too. that. I guess. Right, but I'm saying like there's not a lot of people in history that remember for that. We remember all the generals. No, I don't wars. know for anything. That's why I'm like, what, what do you know for? For that, just advocate for peace. Yeah, there's not a lot of people that we remember that's in history that that's that preach that that we talk about. You know what I mean? But Maurice, what do you know Gandhi for? Uh, other than what the good the DC knows for, he's known for. Uh, I heard he was kind of like a dirtbag too, like sleeping with kids and shit. Oh, he was on that? Oh, wow. It wasn't like sexual, but as far as I know, but it was like a whole thing. Mm. Well, well, that's a curveball I didn't expect today. I feel like I heard that before too, though. Damn. Yeah, I, I don't care about no Gandhi. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> fuck his dead ass. Alright, anyway, uh let me go ahead uh ask this next one to you guys. Um that one is kind of related to what we talked about, so I'll, I'll talk about this one right here. Uh would you rather live in a world where there's no crime or no no privacy? I'm gonna go ahead and say um no crime. Because it's no crime, like I don't know. What, what do I really need to be private for? Like, in, in a sense, if everybody's doing it, then I don't think it would be a big deal, like, to not have privacy. What do you think? Uh, I'm still kind of processing that one. You, you got any thoughts on it, Maurice? Uh, no crime or no poverty? Or, no, excuse me, no um, privacy. Uh, no crime. Like, I like privacy. That's how I feel too. Like I kind of, I, I like privacy, but I kind of feel like, I mean, crime. I mean, crime just gonna happen, like regardless. Like I feel like if it's two things that we had to really weigh, like no crime and no privacy. Like crime is just the way of the world. I kind of want no privacy. I think so. I don't know. That's. I feel like I got to think about that one a little deeper to to really come up with an answer. But I'm, I'm gonna go with no privacy for right now. Um, yeah, I mean, if robots just ran everything, yeah, it'd be like no privacy. Yeah, it'll be cameras everywhere, CCTV footage everywhere you go. Yeah. Like I don't really do no shit that I feel like. Oh, right when you do crime, they'll just take you right away, like a robot. Mm. Pick your ass up. Damn, like it ain't no running away. But I feel like would it be that extreme though? Would it be, would the, would the, so if it was like if no you have robot cops, like that's what you would want them to do. 
Like if someone's doing a crime, you want them to get them get there as quick as possible. Yeah. That's one. So you can have a bunch of robots stationed all around. And then someone does a crime, get there immediately. Neutralize yeah. the person. No, that's that's real. And I, and like I said, like I don't really do shit that I'm that I feel like is can be unprivate. You know what I mean? So it's just like Yeah. I go no privacy. All right, let's get into this next one. Um would you rather give up all technology, so cell phones, computers, etc., or give up all movies, television, and books? I would definitely give up technology. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, even though I work in it, it's... Right. It's uh, not... A, I actually don't like how much technology rules our life. Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, your thoughts on that. Like, so you feel like we're doomed, basically? <laughs> No, it's, I think it's mostly the issue now is that because all of this is so new, we really don't know how to use it. So we're over relying on it. And I think once, as we get more used to it and accept it in our lives and understand and accept the limitations of technology, we'll come to like a more grounded stance on it. I mean, I think, but I feel like technology or technology shouldn't have any limits, though. I feel like we could do anything with this shit. I guess. I'm a, I'm a little torn because it's like giving up movies and television. I'm like, that's really most of the shit that I do on my technology. So, I'm like, if I just have the device, but I can't watch nothing. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that that is true. I mean, you could tweet. You can get on Twitter. You could post Instagram pictures. Like, nah, I'm gonna give up technology then. I'm not tweeting nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. For me, uh, I gotta say, um, I don't even like movies. I don't read books like that. Shout out to Kanye, but don't shout out to Kanye. Um, I, I rarely watch TV, so like, I, I gotta get that up. I know that shit sound ignorant, like I don't really read books, but um, I don't know. And then I just, you know, we doing this shit on technology. I couldn't do this shit no more. I couldn't make beats. I couldn't play my guitar. I couldn't watch YouTube. See, that's a, that's a loophole, though, because I watch YouTube a lot. And that's not a movie or television. So I can still watch YouTube on, on technology. So I got to keep it, even though I think I think we're going down the wrong direction with social media and how people are using it, like Marie said, but. I got to keep that shit. No lie. Yeah, because I just feel like we're going back in the 50s. That's kind of like how I think of it. Like no cell phones and technology like that. Social media. It's like mm -hmm. going back to that time period. I mean, hey, it may not be too bad, though. Yeah, I have I have days where I'd be like, damn, let me just go live on a remote, you know, farm or some shit. No technology, no service. I have days like that sometimes. But most of the time, I'm like, okay, let me get back on YouTube and see what they <laughs> see what people are talking about. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I have days where I just like binge watch shows. And I'm like, nah, I'm not, I wouldn't want to give up that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess that's you know that's you wild. That's the you wild segment for uh, this episode. So hopefully y'all enjoyed that. You know, so interact with us, engage with us, and, and let us know what you guys think about the podcast. You know, so far for and sure. the topics that we spoke about. You know, let us know what you guys think. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, but other than that, I guess shit, we could wrap it up here. Um. I guess do you have anything to highlight, Rod? 
my highlight for uh, this week is I need to give some more credit to uh, J.I.D. and his Forever Story album. In the beginning, I kind of brushed it off. And I think I was kind of joking around like, oh, like, Jid, you listening to that? Like over, I think it came out around like DJ Khaled, God Did or whatever. So I was listening to God Did a lot more. Um, I don't know why he was doing that, but okay. Yeah, I don't know why either. When I started <laughs> like really like listening, listening, I was like, man, he actually, he's snapping on this. Mm-hmm. It was a real story. It seemed like about his family roots and his connection with his family and him uh, mentally processing it. Um, at least that's kind of uh, my take on the album. And there's a lot of good features on here. They have uh, Lil Wayne, uh, Yasin Bey, Lil Dirk, and I like uh, Raven Lene on it. And I don't know who this other dude is, but he was on off uh Better Days track, Jonta. Oh, Jonte Austin. Yeah, that's his cousin. Yeah, that was a pretty dope track. I don't know if he was the dude like that was just on the uh, chorus or not. Yeah, he's the singer. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was you know uh, Jonte Austin. He been he been. I think he was like a writer like in the two thousands. Oh, word. Yeah. What he write for? Any, uh, any I, I couldn't even tell you. Oh. I can't even tell you. But I know I know he was working with like Jermaine Dupri before and all that shit. But yeah, but yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and highlight uh, the Forever Story. So make sure you go check that shit out. Cool, cool. Um, Maurice, you got anything? So basically, we just highlight anything. It could be music. It could be a business. It could be um people doing good in the yeah. world whoever it could be yourself true true uh yeah yeah i can i can self-plug a little bit so <laughs> um i actually have been listening to gid album too i really love it uh oh, but yeah. uh one of my clients that i work uh, with is the nba and they just released the thing I'm working on, which was the app refresh. So if y'all have used like the new NBA app, then I personally work yeah, on all, it. Yeah, all the uh, people who watch sports is definitely gonna be using that app and love uh, basketball. Yeah. That's dope. Yes, sir, doing big things, doing big things. Um, let me highlight, uh, I said before, like, so I'd be forgetting what I want to highlight. So I want to hit y'all with three different records here. Three different vibes, too. So um, let me let me highlight. Number one is uh, an artist named Odunsi. He's Nigerian. He has like a, um, you know, like Afrobeats type type sound. So he has a song called um, Better Days that I fuck with. So check that out. Um, number two, let me highlight uh, some R&B shit. Iman Omari. Dropped a song. I think what is it called? Like all I want to do. Let me see if that's the actual title. Or all they want to do. Um, Amon Amari, he's super dope. I think I first heard heard about him on Mac Miller's project in like 2012. Uh, he had some production on there. That song with Kendrick Lamar. Man, so shout out to Amon. Yeah, no, I know. So check out Amon Amari. All they want to do. And then last, let me give y'all some rap shit. Some Detroit rap shit specifically. Let me give y'all Baby Smooth, who just dropped his his uh, new project. I, I'm still serious too. I'm really fucking with the track called uh, Tim and Ginobili. Um, so yeah, give y'all three little different vibes to check out. So yeah, other than that, uh, shit, I guess we, we, uh, we can wrap, wrap it, it up, up here then. Yeah. Hey, this is the Friends Podcast. Peace and love. Peace out.